Today is Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we're talking last night's Front Road Challenge at Oski. The Short Track Super Series race coming up tonight. There's some bad news from Santa Maria Raceway and some numbers for your Tuesday. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now let's get going. As is customary during Knoxville Nationals Week, the Front Row Challenge took place last night at Southern Iowa Speedway for 410 and 305 sprint cars. The 410 portion of the night paid $21,000 to the winner, and we had 25 cars in the pits. Terry and Lori McCarl continued to do a nice job promoting this event, and it was good to see it actually on a streaming service this year. They've been hesitant in the past to allow a service like Flow or Dirt Vision to broadcast the event for fear of losing ticket sales, but last night was definitely a step in the right direction with it being live on Flow. And as you might expect, it sounded like the crowd was still very good. I know there's been plenty of uh, inroads and uh, requests in the past to uh, stream that event, but always been rebuffed. But again, nice to see that last night. For drivers, this is the very last chance to get some seat time before prelim nights start Wednesday in Knoxville. Carson Macedo was the only outlaw regular in the field, but it was a stout group nonetheless. We also had an interesting driver move, uh, move for the Roth 83. We knew Parker Price Miller wouldn't be in it this week as he was committed to Guy Forbrook for the Knoxville Nationals. And thanks to a tweet from Dominic Selzy, it sounded like Roth asked him to come out, but he declined. So last night at Oski, it was Casey Kane getting the call to drive the 83. Kane has been around lately driving his own 9T machine as a third KKR entry in some all-star shows, and he raced on Sunday in the Capitani Classic. There's some rumors flying around about who will be in the 83 at the Nationals, but there's been nothing official. We'll see what happens there later in the week. Back to last night, Kyle Larson was in the field, but it wasn't a cruise for his Paul Silva-owned team. They had engine issues during the King of the Hill and were forced to change it right before the feature. They got it done in 15 minutes, and Larson came to the green in the fourth position. Out front, pole sitter Brian Brown led early, but with the fresh engine, the 57 was on the move. On lap 15, Larson made a strong pass on the top to grab the lead from Brownie, but it wasn't over just quite yet. On a restart with six to go, Brown challenged Larson into turn one and even briefly took the lead, but it didn't last long. Larson officially led the final 16 laps en route to the $21,000 win. Brown settled for second with Carson Macedo third, Anthony Macri fourth, and Kane in fifth. Larson uh, yet again showed his incredible versatility behind the wheel. He won on the road course at Watkins Glen on Sunday in the cup car and then showed up last night to Oski and won in the sprint car. He will compete all week in Knoxville, but will be back and forth on Saturday with NASCAR having practice earlier in the day before on the Indy road course. Colin Smith won the night's 305 sprint car race. Things are quiet at Knoxville today in terms of racing, but if you're in the area, there will still be plenty of things going on, including the Queen's Contest at 7 p.m., Outlaw Carts at English Creek, and a kickoff party at Dingus starting at 9. We officially crossed over the 100 pre-entry list, or 100 and pre-entry, can't even say it, 100 pre-entry number for the Nationals. So we'll see the next two nights how many actually get signed in. It's not uncommon to have more pre-entries than we actually end up with. We'll have a lot more on the Knoxville Nationals starting tomorrow. The Short Track Super Series North Region is in action tonight at Woodhole Raceway in New York for round seven of the season. North Region winners so far in 2021 include Anthony Perego, Steve Payne, Matt Shepard, Jeff Strunk, and Stuart Friesen twice. Shepard and Perego are locked in a tight championship battle with only nine points currently separating the two with four races still to go. 
Both drivers have one win apiece, but the difference right now is Shepard's two more top five finishes. Friesen, Andy Bichetti, and Mike Mahaney complete the top five in the standings. The series hasn't raced at Woodhull since 2018, um, with Billy Van Pelt topping Shepard and Bichetti for the win that night. Bichetti, Ryan Godown, and Friesen are also all past winners at the track. Tonight's 55-lapper will pay $5,500 to the winner, and Crate 602 Sportsman and Hobby Stocks are also on the card. Grandstands open at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, with racing set to get underway at 7.15. For more info on the event and the series, check out ShortTrackSuperSeries.com. And in some not-so-great news from yesterday, Santa Maria Raceway in California announced it is suspending operations immediately. They've been battling permitting issues with the county and complaints from a nearby homeowners association and were at a point where they could no longer afford the mounting legal fees. Besides a robust racing schedule, which originally included the World of Outlaws for 2021, the track has also been used as an entertainment and concert venue. It's a shame to lose yet another racetrack, and it's again astounding to me that yet again people build homes near a racetrack and then are shocked that they can hear racetrack things from their house. Most of the remaining events on Santa Maria's schedule have been canceled, which includes several USAC events and the King of the West Sprint Cars. USAC has announced they are looking at options for possible replacements. Looking through the DirtTracker.com analytics section this morning, I've got a few numbers for you today. First, following a pair of top five runs over the weekend at Cedar Lake, Brandon Shepard now has 16 straight top five finishes with the World of Outlaws. If you push it out further, he's finished top five in 20 of his past 21 starts and 21 of 23. His consistency has returned in a big, uh, big way, and that's bad news for Chris Madden in the championship fight. Shepard is also a perfect 100% in both top 10 and top five efficiency. That means when he starts up front, he stays there. With the World of Outlaws sprint cars, Jacob Allen's top 10 finishes over the weekend at Peebley were the first time he'd finished top 10 two nights in a row with the Outlaws since back at Volusia. After he picked up that first Outlaw win at Dodge City last year, I wondered if he might be seeing a turn in his career, but this season has been disappointing for Jacob. Hopefully, Peebley is a step in the right direction for that Shark team. Looking at starting position for World of Outlaws sprint car winners in 2021, it pays to start in an even-numbered spot. 32 of 53 races have been won by a driver starting in an even-numbered position, which is 60% of races. 26 of those come from drivers starting either second or fourth. Are we seeing a trend towards the top maybe being better on starts? I'm not sure, but in 2019 and 2018, the most race wins came from the pole, but in 2020 and so far in 2021, more wins have come from the second-place starter. Also, it doesn't pay at all to start fifth. No winners have come from fifth this season, and over the last 180 World of Outlaws races, only four times has a winner started there. You'd be better actually. You'd be better off actually starting in the sixth position, as 12 winners has, have come from outside row three over that same stretch. To see more stats and numbers like these, check out DirtTracker.com/analytics. There are five shows on the streaming schedule for today. Flow Racing has that short track super series race from Woodhull and Flow 24/7. Speedsport has modifieds from Willamette and IMCA action from Park Jefferson, and the second night of the Outlaw Carts at English Creek is live on the cushion. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Quick note before we close out today, I just want to say welcome to all the new subscribers that have joined the YouTube channel in recent days. The Aaron Reitzel show turned out to be pretty dang popular, and we went from 1,800 subscribers to now over 2,500 in just a few days. That's really cool. Hopefully you enjoy what I'm doing here. Don't forget to also check out all the other ways you can keep up with Dirt Tracker, 
And if you'd like to contact me, you can email me at info at dirttracker.com. Questions and suggestions are always welcome. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll be right back.